Hey everyone, Aurora with Supercharged Science, Homeschool Science Resources and Curriculum for K-12. And today we're going to talk about centrifugal motion. We're going to talk about centrifugal, centripetal, and what the difference is, and the fastest roller coasters that are on the planet. So if you like this and you want more, you want to go to www.superchargedscience.com slash uh, superchargedscience.com slash easy and you can get more really cool science experiments that you can do with your kids at home with common everyday materials. Now this thing going around in my hand, we're going to talk about this. Did you notice how it's not actually, here I can remove my bottom hand, it just tends to shake more. It's this tiny little car that goes by itself. That's it. And you can see that it was going round and round and round inside this glass. Now I chose a wine glass because it's, um, it, it tends to be more cylindrical. Um, my, the, glasses, the water glasses I have here are more hexagonal inside. But it'll keep going around and around. And did you notice it wasn't actually touching the ground? And the question is why? So that's what we're going to talk about today. Are you ready? Okay. So now you may not have one of these cute little doohickeys, but my guess is, is that you've got a bucket around your house. So what you do is you fill up the bucket with like a third water and then you go around and you ask your kids, hey, can you turn this bucket sideways and not have any water fall out at all? Now you already saw the car, so you kind of know what we're talking about. But, you know, if, you, if kids don't see that. Now a lot of the times the kids will kind of like take it and they'll start to pour and they'll, they'll like try to keep it from pouring and you're like, you know, it's not upside down. You know, I want to turn it sideways, I want to turn it upside down, but I want the water never to come out. And so, um, so eventually some kid's going to grab the handle and realize that, hey, I can just swing it around. And then, right, no water comes out. And you're like, was it upside down here? Absolutely, just for an instant, right? But no water came down. Why is that? So that's what we're going to um, talk about today. So when you, can you imagine like doing, if you have like a bag of oranges or a bucket of water, you can do this, right? Do you feel a pull from the bucket on your arm? You do. Okay, so a lot of people know that when they've gone on roller coasters, a lot of people, you know, when they take a turn really fast in a car, they feel that push, that pancake feeling in their seat, right? So a lot of folks think that the, and that's actually where a lot of confusion comes in, that there's actually a force that pushes them. And that's actually not true. So who drives faster, mom or dad? What do you guys think? If I'm talking to kids, who drives faster? Or so, you know, your spouse. It would be you or your spouse <laughs> if you're the grown-up. Okay, so the question is, imagine they're in the car, and they're the ones driving. They're the ones with the foot on the pedal. And you forgot to put your seatbelt on in the back seat, and they take a turn really fast this way. Now, which way do you go? You go that way. Do you notice how they're equal and opposite? question is, why? So if they're going along, and all of a sudden they turn this way, why is it that you go in, you, you feel like thrown against the door. The question is, who pushed you, right? Where was that force? What, like what happened all of a sudden? Well, the truth is nobody pushed you. And actually what happened is you got in the way of the door. Let me show you what I mean. So I have a car and it's gonna make a turn. You wanna go in a straight line. All objects wanna go in a straight line. If you take a big ball and you throw it out in space, it's gonna go in a straight line until it gets affected by something, some other something's gravity. But it wants to go in a straight line. All objects wanna travel in a straight line. Universal physics truth. Okay, so, wants to travel in a straight line, straight line, right? But all of a sudden the car is turning. So what happens? So the door actually gets in your way and keeps you moving in that circle as you go around. So you're going around like part of a circle here, like a quarter of a circle. So you wanna go straight, the car's going this way. So that push is actually coming from the door, keeping you in the circle. So when we're taking a bucket, 
the water doesn't come out because the water is at the top, right? The bottom of the bucket is keeping that water pushed into a circle as it goes around and around and around, and you feel that, that pull on the bucket handle. So centripetal force, that centripetal P, centripetal force is center seeking. That's actually what it means. Um, and it's always a force that points towards the center of the circle that it's traveling around. So in this case, it would be a, a point from the bucket to the center of the circle that the bucket is traveling around. Okay, so the bucket bottom is actually turning the water in the circle and your arm is pulling on that bucket, keeping it in a circle. So if that's true, why is it when you are the water, or you're the person in the car, you feel that pancake, that squishy feeling, right? Okay, so it's actually not a force in that way, like we talked about with centripetal. Centrifugal, with an F, centrifugal, centrifugal force, is center fleeing, okay? But it's a reactive force, which means it's not really a force, it's just there. So imagine there's a wall here, and I'm pushing on the wall, push, 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 what happens? Does the wall just like fall over flat? <laughs> no. Um, it, it pushes with an equal and opposite only as long as I'm pushing it. So that force is only there. The, the, the push that I feel, like when, if you go over to a wall right now and you push, 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 push. Uh, this is like pushing back, right? But it stops pushing when I stop pushing. So that's called a reactive force. So reactive forces are only there when stuff is happening in the moment, right? Okay, so centripetal is the force from the bottom of the bucket that keeps it going in the path. Centrifugal, reactive force, it's equal and opposite, center fleeing. It's only there when you're swinging stuff in a circle. Like, wait, I have another slide. Look at this. I am so prepared. I actually printed my slides mirror image so you could read them. Okay, so, so we've got a girl here and she is swinging a bucket around. So the force, uh, centripetal force, goes from here to the center of the circle. Okay. And so it doesn't matter if you're barrel racing, riding motorcycles, if you're on a bank turn, you are experiencing um, centripetal force. And actually, if you are the person inside, you might also feel that, that what you feel is that push, but is actually the door pushing on you to keep you in a circle. Now, I want to show you this one. This is super cool. So, I mean, it's basically studies in acceleration. I mean, that's why gyroscopes are, are balanced because of centripetal motion. You can actually show kids, actually, let me show you this first. This is so cool. So if you wanna talk about the reactive force, this is an easy way to do it. Now this is the inside of a pen that broke. Um, so it's just the plastic barrel here. And I've got a piece of fishing line. You can use dental floss, but you want something that is, um, that actually uh, slides really well. So you don't want like yarn or anything because it's got so much friction. So, um, and then you put one, this is a wiffle ball, but you put one object and then you put any number of objects on the other side. So I've got one, two, three, four, five. So I've got five objects. They don't have to be wiffle balls. They can be anything you want. Um, but I just happen to have that. So what you do is you take this and you say, okay, this ball is going to easily lift five. And you know, if they're the same objects, you can, the kids are like, no way you can't, right? It's not balanced. Like if this is my scale here, I'll go back here. Right? The five always wins, right? But if I use my knowledge about acceleration, anytime objects travel in a circle, it's going to there's going to be that reactive force we talked about that is only around when the objects are moving in a circle. You see how it's not here now? But this, uh, when this object, this single ping pong ball is traveling in a circle, I can easily, here, I can just travel in a bigger circle and faster circle, I can easily lift five objects with just one, 
simply because by traveling in a circle, you have forces that um, you have forces that are um, present from center seeking and center fleeing forces, centripetal and centrifugal forces in here. See that? So that's a simple demonstration to show you that when objects travel in a circle, um, it actually um, it creates a force. So simple, ex uh, simple, simple experiment. Okay. So what do you do with acceleration? You go on a roller coaster, right? Here is the biggest, fastest, most amazing roller coaster in the world. Okay, you see it? The fastest roller coaster is the Formula Rosa, R-O-S-S-A, and this is Abu Dubai. It goes 150 miles an hour. It reaches, uh, I think I put it on there, 4.9 seconds. It uses a hydraulic launching system, just like the ones they use on aircraft carrier ships to launch fighter planes into the air. And when you ride this thing, you actually have to wear skydiving goggles because you're going so fast that people's, they realized people's faces were getting pelted by insects that were going 150 miles an hour. So this is gonna protect your eyeballs. So isn't that cool? Do you wanna go there? I know, I wanna go. <laughs> All right, so if you like this and you want more, I'm gonna be posting a lot more information on my website, www.superchargedscience.com slash easy. Like, wow, this was so easy to learn physics. This is like high school and college level physics that we've been talking about here with centripetal and centrifugal and acceleration. Um, one other question I actually got a lot of last week. I was surprised because I got a lot of them all at the same time, the same question. So somebody somewhere is doing a bunch of the, the same experiments. Uh, the difference between velocity and acceleration. So, or I'm sorry, the difference between velocity and speed. So speed is just a, uh, it's just a scalar quantity. It's just a number. So it's like 55 miles an hour. That is speed. Velocity is speed plus direction. So 55 miles an hour northeast, right? So that's the main difference. Super simple, right? Okay, so remember, the, um, one thing that's really helpful when you're doing physics with your kids, especially if you're not a scientist and you have no idea, like you're, you're feeling like you're taking physics too along with your kids, um, something that can be helpful to remember is you actually don't have to be in the hot seat for knowing all the answers. That's what a teacher is for. Like, you wouldn't teach your kids tennis if you didn't know how to play, right? So you want to get someone who's passionate, excited, knowledgeable about what you're doing, and then your job is simply to encourage them to ask better questions because science isn't about knowing stuff, isn't about knowing all these factoids. It's about a process of thinking, designing experiments, getting your answers back on your own, through your experiments, um, just being curious about the world around you. And so as a parent, that's easy to do, especially in a homeschool environment, because you're surrounded by this all the time. And all you need to do is help your kids ask better questions. When they get frustrated, say, hey, what's up? What's going on? And so you can break their pattern and start to get them more resourceful so they can start asking better questions. And they're like, oh, it didn't work. And you're like, well, what didn't work? Well, the ball, it flew up to the ceiling and I meant it to go out the window. And you're like, well, why don't you show me? Let's take a look together. And sometimes that can just be enough to get your kids going. Uh, now, if you're finding your kids are just eating up everything you have and you want more, uh, we actually have a full high school program just in physics. It's actually junior high and high school um, that has uh, everything in there from the circular motion. It's got orbital mechanics. It has uh, kinematic motion. It's got uh, work, energy, power, all that stuff. You can actually um, make a Stirling engine, make it out of soda cans. You'll be measuring the speed of light using a bar of chocolate. You'll be doing all kinds of 
really cool hands-on projects to make this stuff in the textbook alive and make it really make sense. Um, in fact, when I was teaching at the university, one of the biggest problems they had is the kids were so book smart, they couldn't do anything. Um, for example, I was asking them to, true story, I was asking some of them to wind wire and um, I said, uh, and they were they were taking 10, 10 yards of wire and wrapping around the cylinder. And I said, well, how big does a cylinder need to be? And then you could just count your number of wraps. It'll be a lot easier because they were doing like 200 of them. And, uh, and they said, well, I, I don't know how to do that. I'm like, what do you mean? That's something you learn in math. That's what circumference is about, right? Area, 2 pi r, right? Pi d um, to, measure, to get the, the anyway. So, um, and they're like, I, I, I need to actually see that in a book. <laughs> I mean, this was top engineering school in the world. This is number two, actually, in the United States is Cal Poly Mechanical Engineering. And these were students we had hired to do uh, engineering jobs. Um, and they couldn't use what they were learning because they were so stuck in their book. And so recently I just put a post out and I said, ditch your textbook problems, get out in the real world, and learn how to actually use the stuff you're learning. Um, so for example, we were studying trusses. I was teaching a civil engineering class at one point. And we were analyzing trusses. And so it normally it's, it's kind of tedious. And so I took the whole class. I walked in one day and I said, hey, um, grab your books, grab your pencils, and we're going. And the class was like, where? <laughs> like, excuse me, teacher, we're, we're here to learn. Um, and so I'm like, exactly. So we all walked out the door. We went down the street into a building that had an exposed truss along the ceiling. You know, it was all crisscrossed over. And I said, hey, um, can I use that as an engine hoist? I said, I got an engine that weighs, you know, maybe 3,000 pounds, big engine. And um, can, I, can I suspend it from there safely? And the kids are looking at me like, what are you asking me for? <laughs> I'm like, that's your problem. <laughs> uh, and so they were up there, they were measuring, they were, and it was so many aha moments, like, oh, I get it, oh, I know what this is for. And it was so beautiful to see because they finally made the connections between the real world and the textbook problems, right? Um, so, you know, and I, I can't even tell you how bad some of these textbook problems are. You probably know better than I do. My personal favorite of the all-time worst problem ever is I saw a math book that was describing how to add using the temperature of the sun. So it said, we have one star at this temperature and one star at this temperature. What's the combined temperature of the stars? And I'm thinking, when would you ever do that? When would you, what are you gonna do? Mix them, the suns together in like a big bath and measure the That's not how it works. <laughs> so, so the more great examples you can give your kids of everyday real life problems are the ones that you want. Um, now, if you need help doing this, again, I've got a complete online homeschool science program that does just this. There's 2,500 um, experiments on there. Uh, you go to www.superchargedscience.com slash easy. Like, wow, that was so easy. I don't have to teach my kid she's doing it for me and I am so amazed by what's coming out of them there's a full class in microscopes and telescopes kids make two different kinds of telescopes they learn about optics and then they make their own telescopes and then they go through an astronomy course and they learn what to look for and and it's really cool and they do star chart charity. a lot of people don't even know that the Sun rotates so they do this whole um, experiment where they track the motion of the Sun over 14 days and they can actually see how it rotates so cool anyway there's a ton of stuff on there for you um, and if you'd like to try it, we have a 30-day money-back guarantee. Give it a shot. If you like it, stay with it. If you don't, get your money back. No problem. All right. So I will see you guys next time. I hope this has been helpful. And I will see you in the lab. Take care, everybody.